Our text this evening will be taken from Luke, Luke chapter 12, uh, verses 13 through 21. That's Luke 12, verses 13 through 21. And one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. And he said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or divider over you? And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of the covetous, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasures for himself, and is not rich towards God. You know, it is very important for us not to forget what the Lord has done for us. We don't want to forget where we came from. You know, it is very important to think, or what are we truly focusing on day by day? You know, maybe the better question is, what should we be focusing on? And we know that we should be focusing on the things of God. We should be focusing on truly the blessings and the things that the Lord has done for us. The Lord has truly done an abundance for all of us, and he has blessed us in many ways. This parable here is the parable of the rich fool. Some may say that it's more towards the material possessions. Jesus here was letting his followers know what kind of attitude they should have towards material things. He was also speaking to those who had an abundance of supply and possessions. This parable is full of the word I. I counted it between verse 13 and 21. He used the word I was used six times in King James Version. Usually it's about I, me, my, mine. You guess you could say that this rich fool was very self-centered. He was very preoccupied with oneself and with his affairs. What would have been the correct way that this rich fool should look at things? 
We know the correct way was be giving God the credit for everything he had. But instead, it was all about himself. He forgot where everything came from. It is important for us to remember the blessings of God and to remember to go through our life and say, Lord, thank you for doing that for me and not to forget those blessings. The Romans had a proverb. It says money was like seawater. The more a man drank, the thirstier he became. I've never drank seawater. I remember my, my dad was telling me once that he went out with my brother on a fishing trip and he was basically his, I guess, jacket had got a bunch of seawater on it and he was kind of sucking on that sleeve and it made him very thirsty. It's very salty. But we want to make sure that we don't get so caught up in our own or preoccupied in our own life that we, we forget the blessings of God. How do we define God's blessings? You know, God's blessing, I kind of jotted down one here, true happiness. When you give your life to Christ, you truly experience true happiness. Another word I jotted down was contentment. You know, when, when you get saved, you have that contentment. And one of the greatest things that when you get saved, you have a hope for heaven. God has given us that hope for heaven. You know, this rich fool, he never saw beyond this world. He could only see the things of this world. But we want to see beyond this world and give God all the credit for everything that we have. Because we truly know everything we have comes from God. You know, we often forget things. You know, I was thinking as an adult, probably one of the things we that I at least for, lose the most or forget where I put them is my keys. It's even a little more challenging today than it used to be. I know some people are really good at putting their keys in one certain spot when they get home, but I've never been real good at that. So, and sometimes I even find myself now with the, the newer cars that have a push button. And if I drive my wife's car and I'll pull it into the garage, I'll literally forget the key in the car. And then I will be looking for the key and then I'll um, wonder, well, maybe it's in the car. But then I can't always see where I put it in the car, so then I'll push the button. If it starts, I know I'm really close to find that key. But that is, you know, that's something silly that a person forgets. You know, I was thinking my, my son, he, he continuously forgets his backpack. He, he, he can't remember where he put it. Every morning, he, he, he's looking for that backpack. I know maybe kids today probably aren't looking for their backpack much. Most of the kids, at least here in, in the Portland, haven't been to school, so probably losing their backpack is not very relevant. But losing a backpack is something that most kids can relate to. It was probably like maybe a, a couple months ago, my wife had planned a, uh, a trip, and she had told me that she had 
book the tickets. And I remember I remember saying, I don't I don't even remember. I remember discussing it, but I don't completely. I said, oh, you booked the tickets. She says, yes. Remember, we we discussed this. I said, man, I don't even remember this. I said, well, let me make sure I get the days off at work. So I went to work, and as I was looking at the calendar up there, I noticed I had already put my days up there. So truly, we had talked about that. Truly, we had discussed that. But I had completely forgot. So in our lives, we do forget things continuously. But there are certain things we do not want to forget. And we do not want to forget God's blessings towards us. We want to make sure that we write those in our heart and we do not forget those things because those things are important for us. I had an aunt named Edna Jansen and um, at one time years ago, and the letter was literally, you could tell she did it on an old typewriter. And there was even spots you could tell that she had messed up, so she like whited out and typed over it. But it, but it was a letter of her, not just her testimony, but her family's testimonies. And, you know, one thing I always try to encourage people, and I, uh, I've kind of, I, I keep saying I'm going to do this, and I haven't got around to it, so I guess I've been procrastinating on it, is write down your testimony. There's many things that God has done for us that can just be forgotten. But I remember reading through this letter about her family. And there were things that I had, stories that I had never heard. I remember one story I I, I remember reading that I I really enjoyed. And sometimes in the letter, it was kind of hard to tell how many generations it was back. But I think it would have been Edna Jansen's, um, probably her grandma. And... uh, she was at this point was was very sick and by this point she was going to die soon and uh, she had lost her sight and she couldn't see anymore but she had one last request from god she wanted to be able to see her kids one last time so she prayed to god to be able to see her kids one last time and right before she died god opened her eyes and allowed her to see her children for one last time That is the power of God. And that is a blessing of God. And that would have just been forgotten if that had not been written down. Another story that I love in there was it would have been in the early 1900s. And um, the Apostolic Faith Church were holding street meetings outside of uh, Salem. And... um, it would have been her dad, Edna Jansen. He was listening to one of those street meetings and they were preaching on divine healing. At this point, her mom was very sick with TB. She had lost her first three children by this point. And, um, but when he heard about this divine healing, he went up to that man. And he asked her and asked him and said, well, my wife is very sick. Could the Lord heal her? And this man said, you bring her down here and the Lord will heal her. And this is a part of the story I love is that he went home. He got his wife. And I often think if I went home and said, I met a guy in the corner 
preaching about divine healing. And I don't know if my wife would. I hope that she would come. But I mean, she might think you found a guy on the street corner. Yes. But she came faith believing. He brought her down there. They prayed over according to God's word. And the Lord healed her. And that is the power of God. And these are the things we don't want to forget. These are the things that will get us through difficult times. You know, it is very easy to forget what God has done for us. You know, sometimes I realize that sometimes as we get more and more things, sometimes it's easy to forget the little things, but we don't want to forget the little things that God has done for us. Here in Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen, it says, "Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things pass away; behold, all things become new." You know, my, my even even my my own testimony. You know, I, I was raised in a good family. I was brought to church from. From a baby. And I, and I always knew the truth. And I really always had a desire to serve the Lord. But I remember at the age of 16 years old, I still remember it clear as it was just yesterday. I remember laying there in my bed. I remember the sun shining through the, the window there. And the Lord spoke to me. And it literally, it was so real. But it was really His Spirit bearing witness with my spirit. And I remember he said, you're going to get saved today. And this was a Sunday morning. I remember going to church that morning, Sunday morning, like every Sunday morning, my parents brought me to church. I remember going to Sunday school and I remember sitting right over there. And uh, I hope I'm not saying this wrong, but I remember there being a, a flag right over here. And I remember praying over there. But I remember as I, I couldn't wait for that service to get over because I had a promise from God. And I believe that as soon as I got there. I was going to get saved. You know what? As soon as that service got over, I, I got to that altar. I started praying for the Lord. But you know what? The old devil, he showed right up. You know what? What's interesting is we're saying this, but the devil shows up to church too. He loves to come to church because he wants to discourage us. He doesn't like when saints and believers get together in prayer. Because prayer. things happen when we pray together and the importance of coming to church. So he shows up too, and he was trying to discourage me. But you know what? I wasn't going to get discouraged this time like I have in the past. I had a promise from the Lord, and I had a purpose in my heart that I wasn't going to get up till the Lord saved me. And you know what? I didn't leave that Sunday morning disappointed. The Lord came down. And he saved me that morning. And this is a part of the testimony. I'm always disappointed. But just, I often say with a lack of reading and praying... As I got into my early 20s, I let that love of the Lord slip out of my life. But like I just mentioned earlier, I always had a desire to serve the Lord. I never forgot what God had done for me. I knew the realness of it. I knew that Lord had come down. He saved me. He changed my heart. He put new desires in my life. And I knew it was real because that's what God had done for me. So even when I had went into, you know, into the world, I still knew where the truth was. And I still knew what God could do because I remembered what God had done to me for me at the age of 16 years old. We don't ever want to forget what God has done for us. Recently in, uh, in Sunday school, 
we were uh, studying the, the book of Joshua. And we know that Joshua there, he was preparing the children of Israel not to forget what God had done for them. We know that they had, God had delivered them there from uh, Egypt. You know, part of uh, Joshua 24, 15, it says it reads, But as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. You know, that was the heart of Joshua. For me and my house, I will serve the Lord. You know, I was trying to kind of figure out how many things maybe God had done there for the children of Israel. You know, from the point that from Egypt to they entered into the promised land. I know that the list would be the list would be huge, but I just I kind of jotted out a few things. You know, God turned Moses rod into a serpent. He turned the river to blood plagues. The Lord sent frogs, lice and flies. They got to see God sent a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire to guide them. The Israelites, they crossed the Red Sea on dry ground and they got to enter into the promised land. That had, they didn't have to do anything to receive that promised land. God gave it to them. A land that was ready to go. It was, they had buildings. They had farms. It was, they had crops. All they had to do, go in and take it. And Joshua was telling them there at the book, the end of that chapter, don't forget what the Lord has done. Don't ever forget what the Lord has done for you. This will get you your generation and generations to come. This will get you through those hard times. Because hard times will come. But if we trust in God and we keep our hope in God, He will get us through everything. In uh, closing tonight, Psalms uh, 16.8. I have set the Lord always before me because he is my right hand and I shall not be moved. I keep the Lord in my mind always. It is important for us to keep the Lord in our mind always. It says my right hand, someone you know that you can depend on. We can always depend on God. He will always come through. And we know that because we've all experienced God in our life coming through time after time. It says there we will, we will not be shaken. We will not be upset. We will not be disturbed. Why? Because we have the Lord on our side. Like I mentioned, things will get hard. Things will get challenging. But it is important for us to remember what God has done for us. The memories of God's blessings offers us hope. It offers us hope for the future. It keeps us going through tough times because tough times will come. You know, and the devil would love for us to forget. But we don't want to forget. And God will help us to not forget. And that is why it's so important for us to come down and to pray and to give thanksgiving and to remember what the Lord has done for us. If there is, you know, like at the end of every church service, we always have an opportunity to come down and to pray. And you know, maybe you haven't started your journey yet, but I bet even if you hadn't started your journey, the Lord has already worked in your life and has already blessed you. But you know, tonight could be your night. Tonight could be your night that the Lord bears His Spirit with your spirit. And you can leave tonight knowing 
that you have a testimony, that you know that your name is written there in that Lamb's Book of Life. God bless you. Song is 310.